everybody. Um, welcome to the first episode of our podcast um, called All I'm Saying Is. So to, we had asked, um, I had asked my friends on Facebook what topic they would like Anissa and I to discuss. And by the way, my name is Rita and I'm here with my daughter. You want to introduce yourself, Anissa? I'm Anissa. <laughs> That's Anissa. Um, so I asked my Facebook friends what topic they would like for the first episode of this podcast, and they had said homeschooling. Um, and I thought that was a really, um, I thought that was a really good choice because with everything that's going on right now, uh, with everybody sheltering at home, a lot of people all of a sudden have found themselves like thrust into homeschooling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was a really good topic. So we're going to talk about homeschooling. And for those that don't know, um, Anissa was homeschooled. Uh, She was homeschooled her entire educational life um, from kindergarten all the way to high school. So for a lot of people, they're really curious about that. So let's start with when you were younger. So when you were younger, um, our original plan, um, I don't know if you remember, because we probably just talked about this. Your dad and I probably just talked about this. But the original plan was that uh, we were going to homeschool you until um, third grade. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't think that you would. Um, do you want to move closer? I'm good. All right. We didn't have to speak up. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, her dad and I had just planned to homeschool until uh, third grade. Um, part of the reason we started homeschooling, did you know that part of the reason why we started homeschooling was because of 9-11? Mm-hmm. 9-11 had happened, and I was really nervous about you going into school and something happening, which is kind of why we came up with the um, the idea that we would just do it for the first three grades, and then we would enroll you in public school. And what happened after 9-11? What do you mean? Well, we, we were living in Phoenix at the time, and then what happened? Yeah, we moved. We moved, We ended up moving here to Florida, and um, first of all, the homeschool laws here were really, really relaxed. They were a lot different than Arizona. They were more relaxed here. Um, we ended up moving to, to Florida, and uh, you had a trouble with that move. You didn't want to move here, huh? No. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't want to move here at all. So um, we started to basically say, okay, we'll maybe extend it until fifth grade you know we would we would extend we you know your dad and I kind of decided okay we would extend homeschooling till fifth grade and um so we just kept on with the homeschooling um but we were actually finding homeschooling like Florida to be really conducive to homeschooling because of all the theme parks we joined a lot of groups that um did like Disney homeschooling and things like that so when you were a kid, like what, what was, what would you say were the biggest, let's do, let's do like pros and cons, right? Because a lot of people that have, were asking us to do this topic are people that are considering possibly extending their homeschooling situation because they're kind of being thrust into it the way that we felt like we were thrust into it after 9-11. Um, you know, they're now saying, okay, well, I'm doing this homeschooling because, you know, we can't go to school. We can't, the kids can't be in school. So, you know, and, you know, we might like this and we might want to continue this. So as somebody that was like that was homeschooled, what would you consider some pros? Uh, Let's start with the cons first. What would you consider some cons of homeschooling? And when you were really young, from when you were young? Um, 
probably the lack of schedule. <laughs> like we didn't have a set schedule. We just kind of did things whenever. Mm-hmm. And that's still kind of interesting now with uh, college because in college I have to have a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I know looking back, I think to myself that I wish that we had more structure. Um, I'm so bad at schedules myself. And so of course, as your teacher, <laughs> I didn't really enforce a schedule with you. Right. Um, what, what were other, some other cons? And this is just you, you don't have to think about what you think people should say. These are what you felt were, were cons for you personally. Um, I don't know. I was going to say probably activities, but when I was younger, we did a lot of activities, so. Yeah. Yeah, we did a lot when you were younger. We used to do, um, we used to do homeschool PE. Yeah. At the YMCA. Um, we belonged to, um, go on. Well, I don't know if I can talk about that, but a lot of the people at homeschool were really religious. Yeah. That was a con for me because, like, I don't care for religious, but. They cared that we weren't religious. Yeah, no, that's definitely, you can definitely talk about that. In fact, let's let's continue to talk about it because that was a real problem that we had here. When we first moved here, that was something that was different than what we were experiencing in Arizona because the homeschooling community in Arizona was a lot more like crunchy granola homeschoolers that tended to not be religious. But when we moved here, suddenly we were like in like the Bible Belt and, like, you're right, like, um, we experienced, like, parents that didn't want um, Anissa to play with their children because we weren't Christian or Christian enough for them, you know. Um, we were kind of, like, kind of had to, we had to hide our religious status, mm-hmm. you know, so that we could be included in groups. And also our political status as well. Yeah, we had to hide our, yeah, exactly, we had to. You kind of be really open about being Democrats and, um, you know, not being um, supporters of uh, the president and the war. And um, and because they were religious, there was also that overlap. And especially because it wasn't that far away from 9-11, there was also like a lot of like anti-Islamic bigotry, mm-hmm. you know. And so that was tough to deal with as well. So, yeah. That really did suck. So that is definitely a con. Any other cons that you remember? I mean, I'm sure there are more, but that's all I can think of right now. Yeah. And like, what? What now? Let's talk about what you would consider pros. Like when you were really young. Well, we'll kind of discuss, you know, older, like when you were in high school and stuff like that later. Um, but when you were really young, what would, what would you consider like some pros to it? Um. Probably like being able to like learn anywhere. Yeah, that makes sense because we did do kind of unschooling for a while. Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. So being able to do pretty much anything and be able to learn something from it. That yes, was, that's something I still apply to college to this day. So. Really? Yeah. Aww, I love that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. What are, What are some other pros that you um, recall? I think. Um, more of an, I think I'm an independent learner because I was homeschooled. And, like, a lot of my classmates tell me that, like, they only do their learning in class. And it's really hard for them to study outside of class. But I feel like because I was, like, I did a lot of learning on my own, I'm really good at, like, coming home and being able to study and, like, self-teach myself. 
That's really cool. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Makes me happy. Okay, any other pros? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm weird because of it, and I like being weird. Yeah. I feel like maybe I would have been pressured into like a clique or something if I were in high school, or just public school in general. And I don't know. I feel unique because of it. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, because there's definitely a pressure to like fit in in school, and it's rough for kids that are different. I know because. I was very different as a child, very, very different. And I still am. I was humiliated so much. Like I said, until I went to high school, it was a, um, it was like a a magnet school for a theater. And I felt like I kind of found my people, you know, but even there, there was still like pressure and there was still clicks, but I felt like a little bit more room to be myself and to explore who I am. Um, you know, so, yeah, that's true. You could kind of be your quirky little self. Like, you would wear, like, well, you were really little, so this one was school age, but it did kind of carry on until you, as you got older. Um, like, when when you were really little, you would all you would have that, like, Cinderella pajama dress that you would always want to wear everywhere with your little angel wings. And I would have to, like, wash that dress every day so that you could wear grocery shopping. We would wear it all over. Do you remember that dress? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And then as you got older, like, you went through, like, your scene phase with the bright colors and, like, the rainbows on your hair all, like, teased and, you know, all that stuff. And I don't want that on record. You don't want that on record? Okay, I'll delete it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, what are some other pros? Um, well, I met, I met really interesting people that I didn't learn from. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a positive experience, but I learned from it. So that is true. Yeah. Like you did. You learned like about people that were religiously intolerant. Yeah. People that were racist. People that were I feel like I deal with like I feel like I would deal with that in high school though either way. But Yeah, that's true. That's true. I know, like, I, as a parent, some of the con- some of the pros that I think of, well, some of the cons that I would think of is, like I said, um, I don't think that I was that I wasn't the type of person that would make sure you were structured enough. And if I could go back and redo it, I definitely would have thrown in a little bit more structure. Um, not too much, because like you said, one of your strengths is that you can kind of go off and run on your own, and that's due to the, partly due to lack of structure. But you know, you need some kind of structure to make sure that you're staying on track, so that, like you said, when you get into college, and now all of a sudden you have a schedule. You yeah, can another do thing it. is exams. You don't have any type of exams. I know. That's a really new thing now to me. I know. I did it. And that's another thing that if I could do over again. So people that are considering this, learn from my mistake. Um, Put some pressure on your kids to do, like, create exams and tests. Or quizzes or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah, something that has, like, a due date and some kind of timeline. Or else... You know, and then they get into college, it's really hard for them. They have to kind of learn how to do this. And the other kids in college have had years of experience dealing with this. Although a lot of them don't even, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not going to out any of your classmates, but I don't think any of them are watching anyway. But they're always doing things at the last minute, even yeah. though they have years of experience. Um, but I can say like a pro as a parent, one of the pros that I can say as a parent is that when you, especially when you were much younger, um, your dad when before he graduated from college he worked at a call center and his his hours were really kind of weird he worked I think like it's like 11 to 8 p.m 
and um, he he didn't have the weekends off. He worked, um, I think he for a while there, he had like Tuesdays and Wednesdays off and then like Thursdays and Fridays or whatever. Um, and just so you know, we have a cat. If you hear click, 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 that's our cat walking yeah, around. And um, we're not like in a studio with padded walls or anything, although I think I belong in a room with padded walls sometimes. <laughs> but, um, but like, since your dad didn't have like the weekends off, um, it was nice because if you had gone to a traditional school and went during a traditional school schedule, you probably wouldn't have seen him that much because you probably would be getting ready for bed right as he would be getting home. Mm -hmm. And then you would have the weekends off, but he would be working. And so we, what we would do is we would do schoolwork during the weekends. Um, and then on his days off, we would go out to Disney and it was actually really great because Disney was usually empty because he was, you know, it was like, or not empty because Disney's never empty, but you know, it would be less crowded because it wasn't the weekend or anything that we wanted to do would be less crowded. If we wanted to go to the mall or if we wanted to go to the park because like it was during the week. And then also I would say another pro and it's kind of along the same thing is that he, um, because he would get off work late, he would stay up later and like, I think like it really fostered your love of space because you love, you love space. You've loved space since you were young, but a lot of that had to do with the fact that like you didn't get up really early because your dad didn't get home until eight, you know? And so he'd be eat dinner at nine and he wouldn't really go to bed until like midnight one, especially because he didn't have to be at work until like 11. And like, if there were meteor showers, if there were eclipses, like that was something that that was like your time to bond. Because I was home with you all the time. I would kind of let you guys do that by yourselves because, you know, I don't always want to be into everything that you guys were doing. It's important that you had father-daughter time, you know? And, like, so you guys would sit out there, like, in lawn chairs or, like, you know, like, garden chairs. And get, if it was cold, you guys would get blankets. you remember that? Yeah. And you get popcorn. And you would, like, just watch the stars. Or you would, like, like in the summer, you would look for frogs. You know, and that was nice because you weren't like um, restricted by a by like a traditional schedule. So you could spend a lot of time with your dad that you probably wouldn't have gotten to spend with him had you gone to, you know, a public school that had a traditional type of um, you know schedule. So, That's true. Um, and then obviously we did it when you hit fifth grade. We decided not to put you in school. There was a lot of different reasons why, um, you know, part of it was just like, well, we had moved to Pittsburgh and we had moved back and there was so much, so much stuff that had happened and that when we moved up there and everything that it's just, I didn't feel like you, none of us were ready. And so we decided just keep going. And I don't know if at that point we decided you were just going to stay in school or what, you know, I mean, stay homeschooled or go to school or what, but um, moving into your teenage years, um, they're probably, what, what would you say would probably be the biggest um, con of what you were experiencing being homeschooled in your teenage years? Um, if you're not involved in a homeschool group, which I wasn't, it's kind of hard to build friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I think that was the biggest. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah. It was, it was hard for you to find a little niche to fit into. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and some of the homeschool people were kind of around each other before you came along and it felt like you were trying to break into an already kind of little group of people that were already kind of used to each other. And it's so hard, like, to make friends at that age. Because, like, when you when you homeschool when you're little, it's like, if, you know, you just set up play dates. You know, yeah. you just go to the park. You just go to Chuck E. Cheese. You go to McDonald's, whatever. You meet people. But when you're a teenager now, all of a sudden it's like, you know, and that's probably a con, too, that, you know, if you're considering homeschooling, oh, I was, you know, I was a big, I was too much of a hover mommy. You know, and I wouldn't allow you to make your own friends. And part of that is being an extroverted person by nature and just always being, you know, always being willing to step out and kind of, I mean, when I was in high school myself, I always had introverted friends that didn't want to make friends. And I think sometimes they were friends with me because I had no problem kind of getting friends for them. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind stepping out and being in the center, you know, of the situation because I was comfortable there. And, you know, when you were little, I would do that, of course, naturally as a mom, but also I, you know, I I didn't allow you enough to go and, you know, make friends of your own. I hover a little bit too much. And then probably looking back, that's probably another thing I would change is to kind of let you fall down and stumble trying to make friends. You know, and not always be there to be like, okay, well, I, you know, I'll take over. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even doing it up until when you were in like junior high year in early high school, even still trying to resist that temptation to just make friends for you. You know, you do it to this day. <laughs> I still do it. It's true. It is true. I'm trying to. That's why I'm so happy. In college, you, you know, you got your crew, and I don't, I don't even know what these kids look like. I don't know nothing about them. Which is good because you have to have your own life, you know. And I mean, in every homeschooling situation is different. There were a lot of other factors, you know, that we're we you know we don't have to discuss today. But there, are, you know, every person is individual. Every person has different issues going on in their lives. Um, but yeah, for me, I was definitely too much into you know doing things for you, mm-hmm. you know. So which I'm 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 honestly like happy that like despite the fact that I was like that, you did still learn. So you. Just, not even learn it, but you have such an independent streak. You know, it makes me happy. It can make me happy to hear that you like just you're good at studying on your own. You know, I mean, I still need help from people, but yeah, yeah, I know. But you still, like you said, like what, can I brag for a minute? That's not bragging. It's just telling a homeschool story. One of the things I thought was like one of the moments of homeschooling where I was like, wow, you know. I, you know, cause as a parent, as a parent and especially as a mom, and it's mother's day. So I'm going to go into a little bit of mom guilt here. And especially when you choose to homeschool, like there's like so much riding on what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like if you come out completely fucked up, it would be all my fault. And I would talk to other homeschooling parents who didn't stress like I did. And we're in our family, we are we are all stressed. Even John, even her dad, who says that he doesn't stress, he stresses. He does it differently than we do, but he stresses out too. And so we're just like a stressed out family, regardless of what's happening. 
And, you know, there were other homeschool um, parents out there, your evaluator, for instance, who was an amazing woman, and I loved her so much because she would really try to talk me down sometimes, um, that would just say, you know what, trust what you're doing. It's okay. You know, and I didn't trust it. You know, it's almost like that. It's almost like that scene in contact, you know, where they put them in the seat because they don't trust the plans that were given to them. They don't trust the, the, the schematics. Mm-hmm. So they put her in that seat, but that seat makes everything worse, right? She's like rattling instead of just not having put that in there and then she would be fine. And there was a lot of that, like not trusting the process of homeschooling and wanting to over control everything to make sure that you turned out okay. But, you know, there would be moments where I would be like, wow, you know, I really do need to trust the process because you would teach yourself stuff that I would be like, wow, like you would just start like rattling off, you know, uh, Things about the universe, things about planets, um, you know, or things about composers. And I would be like, where didn't you learn that? Because you didn't learn that shit from me. And you would be like, well, I was up till three in the morning. I went down a YouTube rabbit hole. (laughs) Or, you know, I've been studying this stuff for the past two months. I'm really fascinated with, you know, and it's not just like you memorize this information. It's like you have a working knowledge of these topics. You know what I'm saying? It's not just memorization. It's like, you know, you talk about, you know, you'll talk about these composers and you'll talk about their relationship to each other and in relationship to art that was going, you know, like visual art, like paintings that was going on at the time and society at the time. And, you know, that's a real true, like you can have a discussion about these topics and I never taught them to you. You know, like you said, you taught them to yourself. And, you know, I would have moments like that where I'd say, wow, you know, I really do need to trust the process that, you know, she's going to be okay. You know, she's going to be okay, you know, but it's hard because you have everything is on you. You have society telling you, you're making a big mistake. What about socialization? What about this? What about that? You know, and you have sometimes family members that don't approve and, you know, it, it can be difficult. So I'm, I'm glad that despite all the things I would do to over control the, the situation, you still turned out with that, you know, like I said, that independent streaking you and the ability to kind of like learn things on your own when you need to because sometimes you do sometimes even like in college even with the teacher right in front of you it's like you're not getting it because of the way they teach you're not getting it because of something that's going on you know and you've got to teach yourself and that's a really valuable thing I think to have you know let's since I mentioned it let's talk about socialization and we're almost done I know this is our first episode we've never done this before we don't want to make it super long um what socialization that's always a big one because that's what you're always told what do you think of it be honest be honest and he says what do you mean what do you think of, what do you think of the socialization ar- argument what what, what do you mean there well the biggest argument against homeschooling is that the kids don't get socialized properly um, i want you to be honest because people want to know um yeah i think if you're not with a group or with any in any activities then yeah definitely it's really hard to socialize. Um, but otherwise, I would say you socialize as much as you're in school. Mm-hmm. You find a group or an activity or something. Yeah. I think so, too. Like I said, as a parent, it's really easy. It's a lot easier to be isolated, though, when you're homeschooled. Yeah, it is. It is, I would say. So, and it's, like I said, especially if you're not in a neighborhood where you're established, like, if we had lived in this neighborhood the whole time and you had met the kids when you were little, even if you had, they had gone to school and you stayed home, 
they would still come home from school. You know, you guys would meet up and hang out like you did when you were little. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, we had moved into this house when you were 13. And that's such a tough time to move into a house because, like, we didn't know anybody around here. And everybody is just, like, I would see all these kids get off the school bus, but they would just, like, disappear into their houses. We never see them again. You know, it was so hard. So, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, you have to be really thoughtful. And I feel like, you know, as a parent, like, we would make moves because we would say, well, it's not like you go to school. So, you know, it's, you know, like, a lot of, like, if you talk to parents whose kids go to school, they'll say things like, well, we want to move, but we really like the school district, so we're going to stay. And I think that as a homeschooling parent, you have to think kind of like a public school parent. You have to say to yourself, well, we know the kids in this neighborhood. What is moving going to do? What is moving going to do to disrupt their life? Because you kind of feel like, well, I can move. It doesn't matter. It's not like you go to school. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, but there's still community you know, and that move to Pittsburgh disrupted us so much because we had built a real community in Florida and we got up and we, we just moved away from it, you know, and all of a sudden it was like, and when we came back, it was really hard to get, we couldn't seamlessly just move back into that community because it had already been just, it had already been, it was different now, mm-hmm. right? So I think as homeschooling parents need to think about that. If you have to move because of work, I mean, you have to move, right? But you should think just like, another parent and be very careful about moving because I don't, I, I know I was not careful about moving at all. I thought of just like, Oh, we can just move. She doesn't go to school. It doesn't matter as much. And I didn't think about the impact. And it's so, it's kind of silly of me to not have done that because I moved a lot as a kid, you know what I'm saying? And I knew how stressful it was to move as a kid. And it's like, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't take the time to think. And that's like, that's something I would change. I would change. But as for parent homeschooling, I mean, I think I went over all the cons, but the pros I would say is um, not having to get you up early in the morning and waiting in a line when you're a little kid to drop you off at school. Uh, that's definitely a bit, that was a biggie. Um, I don't, like I said, you know, I hate the compar- the comparisons to public school kids and homeschool kids. There's a lot of that. Like they act like public school kids are like miscreants that, you know, like homeschoolers will act like public school kids or like miscreants that don't even know how to feed. Like they, they can't eat properly. They're like, they're like run wild and they're like scream at every adult that approaches them. And I don't think that's true. I mean, a lot of great kids that go to public school, just like not all homeschoolers are like, you know, super uber religious, you know, and unlike that. But I do think that you definitely learned, um, you definitely learned how to deal with different age groups of people, you know, like you, you could navigate a lot of, um, of those situations, I think better than your friends that were public school, especially when you were younger, it was a lot more obvious when you were like nine or 10. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's definitely one pro and I feel like, and I mean, I feel like also, um, what? You're like laughing at me. Why are you laughing at me? No, I'm not. I think also like being black, I think that you were also able to kind of, you know, you didn't have the same, not even just being black, but being um, somebody that identifies as, as a girl, you know, and as a woman, um, you didn't have a teacher 
with any biases. You know, like, I have my biases. I do, but I'm also your mom. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm willing to do a lot more work to unpack them. So I think you were able to, like, you know, you didn't get a lot of that type of batting down. Like, you know, raising your hand and being overlooked and not answered or, you know, that type of thing. Maybe I'm just reaching. I don't know. No, yeah, and I definitely felt comfortable being black, too. I don't know if I would have had that same comfort in public school. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Overall, I'm very, I'm so proud of you, Anissa. Oh, God. I really am. I'm proud of the the woman that you have become. And um, I'm proud of myself because it's all because of me. (laughs) My choice. No, I'm just joking. Well, that is the end of our episode, (laughs) y'all. My daughter is having secondhand embarrassment for me. I don't know why. For myself, too. (laughs) Why? You were great. Um, we'll try to think of a topic for our next podcast, right? Yeah. We should probably do art or something. You love art. We should talk about some like Picasso paintings or who is that one guy that we went to see his um his museum? The Dalai Lama? <laughs> Was it? No. <laughs> we saw his museum in Tampa. Oh, Dolly? Dolly, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll do some art, or maybe we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll find a topic. We'll ask. I'll ask my Facebook friends for a topic. Anyway. Why is it red? Why is what red? Your timer's red. Oh, it's probably saying you got to stop recording now. Bye-bye.